0: Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am an award-winning business and mindset coach and serial entrepreneur, having scaled five successful businesses. I bring my unique and deep perspectives on helping you unleash your unique superpowers and build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today I have Makosi on the podcast and she is known as the Royal Shaman. She is the world-leading African shaman specializing in energetic alignment and human potential. And she actually advises thousands of people in her online communities to Really, become disruptive visionaries and make more money in alignment with their purpose. And this is something that just aligns so, so deeply with me and my message as well. And today on the podcast, we spoke all about why it's time to stop people pleasing if you want to reach that next level. Because oftentimes people think that helping others and people pleasing is really a good thing, but at some point, It could be what's really holding you back. And I know myself, I've been through my own journey of wanting to be the nice girl, wanting to be liked and not wanting to ruffle feathers or trigger anyone. And that comes from a place of people pleasing. And so I thought this would be a really fun chat because so many women that I speak to in business really struggle with this, whether it's feeling the need to reply to every DM because someone might not like you, if not feeling the need to support everyone in your world, you know, and at the expense of your own peace or your own freedom or your own happiness. So we're going to speak about reaching that next level and really starting to focus on you. So let's get into the episode. So welcome, Mikosi. I am so excited to
1: have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get to chat with you for a little bit.
0: Uh, I have just recently come across you on Instagram. And I just have to say you are such a powerhouse woman and you have such a unique And beautiful perspective on really just uplifting women and helping them shed the things that are holding them back to really get to that next level.
1: Yeah, I am absolutely passionate about seeing women really stepping into their power and being able to create the life that they really dream of. But I also recognize that we've Really been trained up since we were little girls to be the good girl trope, right? And sometimes that can get in our way of actually creating what we desire.
0: 100%. I mean, even just my own journey, I've recently, not recently, but over the few years, it's like really shedding those levels of the nice girl, the good girl, wanting to be liked all the time, and just coming back to who we really are in our own power, which is so amazing and why I'm super excited to chat to you about really why we need to stop people pleasing to get to that next level, whether that's in business or in our relationships or life. So I would love for you to walk us through a little bit what people pleasing looks like from your perspective. So people pleasing
1: in short term, it looks like saying yes to the things that are not aligned for you. And also really sacrificing your values, your vision in order to either be liked or make someone feel, uh, comfortable or safe. Uh, we often do it to avoid being judged by someone else in a quote unquote negative light and often we don't realize that not only do we harm ourselves in doing that we actually are harming the very person that we are trying to please
0: yes and that is such a powerful shift in perspective in itself in that we're going out there feeling like we are doing everyone a huge favor, we're an amazing person because we are just, you know, so selfless and doing all of these things, but what we're really doing is is holding everyone down to to that level and not really rising up together. So, what tips do you have for people to maybe firstly recognize whether they're people-pleasing or not and especially through the lens of business? One of the easiest ways that you can start just
1: catching yourself and really be becoming aware if you're doing this is to start saying no first and then saying yes later to the things that you truly do desire to do or you know people that you desire to be engaged with, so on and so forth. Most of us, our, our instant reaction is to say yes to everything and we don't give ourselves the space to actually feel into if that's something that we want to do or someone that we actually want to be around. And so having space is where awareness can come in. So I will literally, if you go out to eat with me and you ask me to pass the salt, I will say absolutely not, which to most people is like what like you should see the look on their faces they're like what you're not going to pass me the salt cuz who says no to that and then i just take a second and i'm like okay yeah i'll pass you the salt and it's just like those little tiny things of getting myself in the practice of saying no to the little inconsequential things that allows me to feel into actually do I want to say yes
0: to these bigger things in my life? Yeah, And s- yeah, so often people, I guess, apply it straight to the hard things and then they find themselves continuing to say yes or bending their boundaries or doing what they feel is going to serve the other person first. But if you just are starting with something like salt, it's like almost sitting in that uncomfortableness of they're going to think you're absolutely crazy for, you know, what is your problem? Why can't you just pass me the salt? Maybe they won't and they, they get your processes, but I feel like that is an awesome place to start because it's even just getting uncomfortable or sitting in that uncomfortable space where you're not going to please everyone and just being okay with that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, even though people know this about me, people still look at me like, um, crazy (laughs) just because I will automatically say no. But saying no is a muscle. It is a muscle that you have to practice using. And so if you put all the pressure on it, I need to say no to all these big things. It can be terrifying if you don't have practice or you aren't exercised in saying no to smaller things and and are able to build up, then you feel much more confident saying no to the bigger things. Also, as it relates to your business, the thing that I have seen time and time again, is that when you are an entrepreneur, at first, in your early stages of growth, saying yes to lots of things is what gets you opportunities, right? But There's only so much of your time, your energy, your focus that can go around. And so at a certain point, you'll find yourself capped or plateaued. And at that point, this is where you actually need to start saying no to almost everything and then being very, very particular about what you say yes to. And the more that you do that, the more your time is valued, the more you're able to charge because you're very, very specific and concise. That's why I say no to almost every podcast (laughs) interview at this point. I have my team get very particular about what I say yes to Yeah. because then your energy becomes more of a rarity than just a commodity because
0: you're doing all the things. Absolutely. And so on this topic, obviously, if people have a look at your social media, you really are standing in your power and you're helping so many people do the same. Was there a time in your life when you were an absolute people pleaser?
1: Oh my God. Yes. Like (laughs) I definitely teach from a place of my own experiences a lot or what I've seen unfolding in people close to me, so on and so forth. And I, from my childhood, I grew up mixed race. My mom was a single teen mom and I I lived in Southern West Virginia, which was very racist. And in order to survive, I took on a girl next door persona. I did everything I could to make myself appear as safe as possible. Mm. And that looked like me people-pleasing because I, I was like, I can't afford, like it to, in my mind, it was too dangerous for me to go against the grain too much. I always had a little bit of a rebelliousness in me, but I also felt I needed to accommodate everyone else's feelings in order to stay safe, which is usually where this is coming from. I mean, most, of, most people who have this pattern that's kind of at the core. Mm-hmm. But what I found was most of us grow in discomfort and that often what we desire to experience is on the other side of what we fear or what's uncomfortable. So when I was robbing other people of the ability to feel uncomfortable, I was actually robbing them of an opportunity to grow.
0: Ah. Oh. That in itself is just so, so powerful. And it really is doing them a disservice, taking their power away to almost even assume how they're going to feel. It's like, can we really make that decision from our point of view and know exactly how everyone is going to react or feel in response to us? Yes, and it's also...
1: It, no one wants to hear this piece, but it's actually egocentric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually say egocentric. it all, bring it all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually egocentric mainly because you're putting yourself and what your mind thinks at the center of what is most important, versus actually allowing people permission to be themselves by you expressing your
0: authentic truth which might be no yes so what would you say so i've had many conversations like this with clients or i just see it online or i've even been guilty of it myself in the past and really been able to shift through that and when it comes to places like social media even when there's not a direct interaction with someone you know in the past i used to go through and edit all of my captions just to make sure it didn't trigger anyone or it didn't say the wrong thing or someone to take me the wrong way. And I really stripped that back and just saying whatever the hell I want to say now. But then I also have clients who feel like they have to reply to every single DM, even though it drains them and takes up all of their time. And they come up with the reasoning around, but I like these people but I like to do it, or you know, I really want to, or I wanna put out some amazing marketing, so I'm gonna do my best. And when it shows up in that way, they almost use that as a bit of a, I guess, cover or a crutch to say, oh no, but that's okay. It's okay, I can do this, you know? And they don't necessarily want to see how that is more so harmful than it is good. What would you say to people in that space?
1: I always just invite someone to get very curious. I'm not in the business of telling people you should do this, you shouldn't do this, so on and so forth. But we can get really far just by getting curious and asking ourselves questions. And one of the questions that I think can be really powerful in this instance is to look at what is it costing you? Because we can get really focused on what we think in that moment we're we're gaining or what what we're in our perception keeping and we don't always think about what it is that we're losing and mm-hmm. sometimes it's big like for example if i spend let's say 30 minutes replying into in my dms that's 30 minutes that could potentially be spent on something else and so then i have to look at it and weigh is what i'm doing in alignment with who I desire to be in this world. So for me personally, while my business is very important, I know that there are places where that's really what's creating my legacy. So for example, when I die, I don't know how many of my followers are gonna be like upset five years later. Mm. You know, many of them probably won't even remember me. Cause in fact, if I say something too triggering, they'll unfollow me. However, my family's not going to do that. And so I will literally, I would much rather be spending that time with my family. Now, that's not to say I don't respond to people in my DMs, but I'm always looking at, at this moment right now, is this the highest and best use of my genius of you know, who I desire to be? And is it what I actually desire to do? Literally today, someone asked me, do you leave your followers on red? And I told him, I will leave my own mama on red. If that's not where I desire to spend my energy right now. Yeah
0: so how do you build those boundaries around where you want to spend your energy and oftentimes we can make external boundaries and say okay i'm only going to reply once a day or i'm going to set this time in my calendar aside for these sort of tasks but then we find ourselves on our phone all the time or or working through those so how do you set boundaries around that well the first time you got on a bike you likely didn't just ride the bike right
1: you probably needed some training wheels. So I think there's no shame in using training wheels. I actually, with myself and clients will use technology, like the stay focused app is something I recommend to everyone, because you can actually go in there and with each specific app, you can set the limits of, you know, how many times you open it, or maybe it's blocked certain times of day. Like my clients, I block our Voxer access, I will not be in there past a certain time because I'll have these limits placed on it. That's a really good way to like get in the habit of it. But it's literally just taking two minutes to download the app and set it up and then it's, it's there and you have to actually just allow it to be there.
0: Yes. Okay. So the last thing that I want to chat to you about is we know people pleasing can have an impact on our time and energy, but how is it stopping people from reaching their next level in business? You know, the beautiful thing about business
1: is your ability to grow and evolve is really dependent on the identity that you're stepping into. And Most of us, when we first start our business, we are what I call like a technician or a practitioner, right? We are good at what we do and people pay us for being good at what we do. But at some point, if you desire to step into the next level, which will be, let's say, the CEO level, or even the visionary level, let's say maybe you've been operating as a CEO, now you're ready to step into the visionary. In order to be able to step into those roles, it's all about boundaries, all about boundaries. Because in order for us to serve in those roles, we have to be able to spend the majority of our time in the activities that actually align with that identity. So, for example, if I'm trying to step into the CEO role, but all of my time is spent on, you know, administrative tasks, well, how much time am I actually able to spend in CEO tasks? Yes. Not much, right? So, I have to be able to say no and actually sometimes make people uncomfortable. <laughs> with my boundaries in order to honor the identity that I'm stepping into.
0: Yes. And at every next level, I feel like you need just more and more space for your brain to just be like the more that I build out my business, I have created so much more space in my days But I need that for my brain to be that visionary or to be in that CEO role. Whereas in the admin roles, you can just do, 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 and you don't really need that inspiration or space as much to pump out the work. Yeah. You know, to be in a visionary role
1: requires so much space because if you're doing, 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 you're kind of like on automatic and you're, you're basically doing what's already been done. But the definition of a visionary is to be able to see what's next and you can't see what's coming next. If you're, if you're down on the ground in the trenches, you have to be able to like climb to the top of the mountain, right. And get a view of everything that's going on that requires you to get out of the day to day tasks more and more. And the more that you're able to do that,
0: the more you're able to actually lead. Yes. Oh, my gosh, there has been so many things that I am just like, yes, yes, yes to everything you are saying. And I think it is such a powerful and honest conversation that I think needs to be had amongst women a lot more because so many of us grew up in that era of being the good girl and the nice girl and It's time to change that for the next generations, but also for ourselves. So I really wanted to thank you for sharing your absolute wisdom with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I can can help. And if just one
1: person (laughs) starts to actually implement this and see transformation, it's been worth my time.
0: Ah, amazing. So if people want to get more of your magic, where is the best place to find you? Uh,
1: these days i spend most of my time on the instagrams um, you can find me at the royal shaman or visit my website theroyalshaman.com.
0: beautiful well i hope you have a nice rest of your evening i'm just starting my day so <laughs> i'm in the future but thank you so much again you're welcome talk soon talk soon